0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, Member FDSC.
1: Another week of the ball with the Beast podcast, presented by our good friends at Wyatt Insurance Group. He is Brent Hubs, and he is Paul Fordenberry. Guys, Tennessee uh, improved to three and one last week. Around the league, it was uh, you know a really solid week. Alabama kind of got back to you know bully ball. So to speak. I don't know if they're ever going to run away and hide from anybody like they had the last few years, hubber but. You know, really, really solid performance
2: against Ole Miss. Yeah. I mean, and some people wrote the obituary on Alabama and, and they're not quite dead yet. I mean, that's why I picked Alabama to beat Ole Miss. You did.
3: Yeah. That was a strong call, however. Oh
2: <laughs> And you know what? If, if, if Alabama would have, st- if, if Milro had not been starting at quarterback, then you don't pick Alabama. Um, I just felt like, I just felt like that one was that one was set up for Alabama to win when they made an early call in the week on a quarterback and not let that thing drag out there. Now the whole rationale for not playing him at South Florida still makes no sense to me. The rationale for giving him the starting job back because he was a good cheerleader on the sideline makes no sense to me. The reality is he's the guy that, that the locker room likes the best AP, right? And as a Mm -hmm. result, that's who you got to play. And um, they did and, and they went and, and, don't Miss they're they're still not nearly as good as they've been as you mentioned Austin but uh they're not completely written off yet
1: yeah they're still gonna win a lot of football games now they're not gonna win a lot of football games by 30 and 40 points they're not gonna run away from the high from teams like they're gonna grind out games 30 to 20 and 27 to 17 and, and those type of wins but still really good um defense um really really good and uh you know, we'll be kind of interested to see how the next few weeks play out for the Crimson Tide. Another game that I thought was
3: interesting last week, and we'll briefly touch on that, was Arkansas and LSU. Let me jump – AP, let me jump in one last thing on the Alabama thing. Watching that game in real time, I have to give Nick Saban credit. I thought when Milro threw the interception in the end zone, it would have been really easy to pull him. No one would have blamed you, regardless of what happened, for, for you to pull him based on what you saw at Texas – and then what you saw in the first half, and then you end with that interception. And for him to stick with his guy and for him to, you know, yeah, they, it was a lot more bully ball in the second half, uh, and, and the run game kind of developed and their defense just smothered old Miss. But I, I have to give Nick cre- credit. I mean, he's just a kind of steady guy, and he didn't panic, and he stuck with, with this guy that Brent you pointed out that – Said, "Hey, earlier in the week, you're going to be our guy," and I thought that took. I thought that took a little bit of guts because it would have been easy to put Ty Simpson in. I mean, because it, it was a horrendous interception. I mean, it, it was, was a
1: awful interception. 200 yards at that point. I mean, like it was a bad interception, but I mean, it wasn't like he was playing
3: bad. Uh,
2: well, he was playing good though. He wasn't playing it, good. It, the first it, half. Who are you going to play? Did you watch the the South Florida game? Like. The, no, the, admittedly, I didn't. The bigger <laughs> misnomer is that you didn't even give Milrow a look. Milrow a look in the South Florida game.
3: No, that's true. That's you the that
2: made no sense over the last two weeks. I mean, there's no way you went into half after the guy threw for 200 yards. Away. Well, we got something better on the bench. Look what we did last week at South Florida. Now, here's my thing. I mean, I mean, Lane Kiffin's guys didn't play their best in a big game, which is frustrating to Ole Miss fans out there, right? When when the expectations seem to get there. Austin, they they didn't play particularly well again.
1: Yeah, and again, now they play LSU coming up this week. Um, let's I'm gonna pull a Mark Packer here and produce on the fly. Megan, can we pull back up the
3: uh, picture of uh, of Nick Saban here? That is a Packer move right there. Middle of the third quarter of uh, rivalry uh, Thursday. Rivalry Thursday. Hey, can we go back to this? Who who, who has a better hair dye
1: game, Nick <laughs> Saban or Ryan Day's beard? Like that's what I want to know. Like that, I mean, seriously, like, I mean, uh, you know, it's fantastic.
3: God, what about Day going after Lou Holtz this week, man? And, and
1: I love that Lou Holtz doubled down. Like, yeah, those people cower in those sense. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. He said, nah, I respect him. Great offensive coach. They're a good football team. They're not a great football team. But they hey, locked the
3: Michigan the last two years. Field. That's, That's what, what he said. He said, they're not as tough as the team to the north. That's what he said. <laughs> I love it, too. Good for Lou Holtz.
1: Yeah. He, he's a he's a bully from the from the from the recliner. All right, let's let's get yeah, in. He closed it on Randy Moss, didn't he? Yeah, the waffle
2: machine did that. <laughs> I was
1: hoping he'll say something about the waffles.
2: Let, let's, let's let's get into
3: this.
2: <laughs> I love how I have to play
3: referee in this. I think <laughs> I think I text okay. Huber. You got to pull at least once a year, just okay. to make sure, just to make sure. You got pool <laughs> Florida
1: at Kentucky, guys. Um, you know, this is a, a game that, uh, to me is very interesting. You know, does Florida improve to two and oh in league play? You know, obviously, you know, the, the win over Tennessee, but Kentucky's been a game that, you know, has become a lot tougher for Florida to get over the hump in the last four or five years.
3: Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think this is a real test of both teams. Um, I don't want to discount the Tennessee win, but I, I don't know that maybe the history inside of me with the Tennessee Florida rivalry has not always been the best um, barometer for what Florida season is going to look like. How many times in, in the last five or six years have we seen right. Florida beat ten, a, a Tennessee team that we thought was was better in the long term, and then they slipped up against UK or even you know. Uh, the, Vanderbilt in the past and 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 so that's where my mind is kind of is you know it's a noon game it's at Kentucky Florida did not look great last week um after you know an impressive win against Tennessee they they kind of float last week and so now they they come into Kentucky who admittedly is not a a great team but um I think it'll be a test for both teams Kentucky hasn't played anybody so really who are they you know they they beat Vanderbilt by 17 points or 14 points last week, which Vanderbilt's just a a glorified power five team at this point or group of five team at this point. Um, So uh, yeah, I'll be interested to see how this one shakes out because I think it's a real test and and you'll find out a little bit more um, about who both of these teams, which is weird to say we're, we're saying that about Florida after they've already played Utah and Tennessee, but those were two very different teams you looked at the team that played Utah that looked very different from the team that played Tennessee that looked different from the team that has played against the two group of five opponents for Florida. That's what's confusing to me is I don't really know who this Florida team is still.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think we know a, a really, a because, because both of them struggle on offense. You just don't know what you're going to get. I mean, Florida didn't score a touchdown last week, did they against Charlotte? Um, maybe one touchdown. I mean, the K- Kentucky's couldn't, I mean, Mark Stoop's done a good job with Kentucky defensively, but they've always had offensive struggles and, and they're not a great offensive team right now. So, um, I, I think the question on both of these teams is where are they offensively? And I think that's what you judge football teams on, right? I mean, I mean, Alabama's not very good. And in the eyes of many, Alabama's not as good as they've been because they're not very good offensively. They're not putting up 40 points a game. Neither one of these teams are coming close to scoring 40 points a game right now. So, um, Good defenses, very questionable offenses.
1: To me, the game of the week in the conference, uh, or the most interesting game of the week in the conference, is the matchup that is at Jerry World, which is a a neutral side matchup between Arkansas and Texas A&M. Arkansas looking to avoid three losses in September, A&M looking to avoid a second loss in September. This is a big game for both, but I think more than anybody, it's probably backs against the wall for the Hogs.
3: Yeah, I mean, it is. And they've, they've performed relatively well in this, you know, matchup in Dallas over the last few years. But, um, you know, at the same time, the, the loss to, to BYU and then a, a tough loss last week, um, who, who is this Arkansas team? K.J. Jefferson, um golly, is he going to be able to make the big plays? That's my big question with him is, man, he, he's such a physical, you know, big dude, he can run the football, uh, but but can he go out there and throw for 300 yards to, to win the game? And I think that's what you're going to need to, to beat Texas a and I mean, the blueprint to beat them, like we saw with Miami, is just an explosive um, offense. And, and I, don't know that, I don't know that the Razorbacks have that, but at the same time, would any of us ever discount a Jimbo Fisher-Texas A&M team imploding and not living up to its own hype, that it's, uh, that it's built upon itself. Nope, wouldn't be surprised at that at all. Uh, th- that's kind of been their identity the last couple of years under Jimbo. Um, is, hey, one step forward and then immediately another step back. Um, so that's, you know, I, again, I know we've talked about this, but this year it just seems more than ever that SEC is just riddled with questions and we're still talking about all these question marks four games into the season, but this is another prime example. You know, it, it, is Texas A&M, was that Miami game a fluke? Um, or are they going to be up and down all season and end up being a 7-5, and 8-14? and 14? And then with Arkansas, are we kind of seeing that the, the backward downside begin of the Sam Pittman era after what was an exciting first year, a kind of a backslide last year, and now they're not able to kind of get over the hump? I mean, this is a big game, for, I think, for both teams.
2: Yeah, I think this is this is a huge game for Arkansas. It's big for both because of, of the AM expectations and, and who they have coming up. Right. And if, if AM drops this one, how many stories are we gonna to start to see on you know a, a daily TikTok of Jimbo Fisher's buyout, right? How much does it drop every day? Does it drop every week? What does that turn into? That, that is there a website
3: thing? for that yet, Hubbard? Somebody, yeah,
2: somebody have a a website for the daily yeah. buyout number? I'm sure it's out there somewhere, and, and that's the thing. Uh, and the flip side is for Arkansas. You talk about A&M schedule, AP. Arkansas opens their first two weeks in October with Ole Miss and Alabama. You, you lose this one, and you might be in a four-game losing streak in, in, in a hurry. So um, this is a this is a pressure-packed 11 a.m. start for both of these teams. Um, what does Max Johnson do for, for A&M uh, at quarterback? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm still not sold on KJ Jefferson and, and Austin. To, to Paul's point, when you talk about this league, the, the reason the league feels this way is you're unproven at quarterback, with exceptions in yep. a couple of places. Jaden Daniels, good player uh, at, at LSU. Spencer Rattler's playing the best football of any quarterback in this league, in my opinion. Carson Beck, I mean, I think Carson Beck's got all the talent in the world. He's not been tested at Georgia, right? I mean, Auburn has no quarterback play. Joe Milton's still a head scratcher to a lot of people. He's not putting up the, the the numbers everybody thought he would. Then you got a bunch of quote game managers, you know, Graham Mertz and you know, Kentucky's not getting what they thought they would get out of their transfer and, and et cetera, et cetera. So that's why this league feels this way right now is because you're just not getting great quarterback play.
1: Who looks older than this one? Me. Brad Johnson. Or KJ Jefferson. And I don't mean Max Johnson. i am mean <laughs> Brad Johnson. All right. So let's move on. LSU travels up to Ole Miss. Man, I tell you what, Lane, I think, is in a really I mean I mean, he could be just like Arkansas to me. Like to me, this thing could tailspin on Ole Miss um, because of the schedule coming up for them as well. And it's just the league, though. Um, this is a uh, an LSU team that, you know. Got pushed a little bit last week at home by Arkansas. That thing was tied in the fourth quarter and uh, a really good, entertaining football game.
2: As such yeah. a such a Brian Kelly game last week, Paul. Yeah. It,
3: it, no, that's a, that's a great – I wasn't going to say that, Brent, but that's a great way of saying that. Just random, almost lose to a team you shouldn't lose to. Uh, but I, I still think Jaden Daniels, you mentioned it, Brent, he's the best quarterback in the league, or at least the most proven quarterback. Uh, maybe, in my opinion, most proven quarterback. You have a really solid defense. You've got explosive playmakers. The Napier kid is is a, a real talent um, on the outside for LSU. And so, you know, Ole Miss. I just don't know that Jackson Dart is he gonna is he gonna be able to step up and win a big game. They had some really they had a good year last year. You know, there was so much. If you if you go back and look at last year. There there was so much momentum, I think, you know, after their first seven, eight games. And then they kind of tail slid while Lane was flirting with Auburn uh, um, and all that stuff. And then, you know, you have the Alabama game this year where the, the offense is not explosive at all. They can't score points um and, and they'll obviously be tested again against LSU and is this kind of a, bar, a barometer game and 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 still does Lane do something crazy I mean you bring in the the transfer quarterback from from Oklahoma State who's you know been the backup and if you get off to a slow start here does Lane say you know forget it let's let's bring in the, the other guy and, and and give him four or five series to try and jump start the offense that's what with Lane, you just never know what you're going to get. And at the same time, that could be, you know, crazy and devastating, or it could be, man, that was a masterful play and worked out well. And, you know, now we're all talking about Lane on Monday. Um, so that, that's what – I just don't know what you're going to get. I, I think LSU is, is obviously the more um, stable of, of the two programs, know what you're going to get. And, and I think they do have explosiveness on offense that maybe – that we're, we're waiting to see from the Ole Miss team to have in a big-time game.
2: Can Ole Miss run the football against LSU? If yeah, they can't yeah. and fall on Jackson Dart, then I think it's got a chance to be a long day for the Rebels. Um, to me, that's the biggest stat in this deal. Is One, can they run it – can they effectively run the football? And two, will they commit to continually running the football? Or do they fall into the let's throw it 48 times a game deal? I think they've got to run it to have a shot to win this game at home. That, that's
3: been surprising to me that Judkins is not played like we saw him – the last half of last season. I mean, he was a stud and, and, you know, he was ripping off what 170 yard games almost weekly. And we, I, I just, I've been a little bit, I've been really surprised by that, that he has not been more of an impact player for him this year. That's been surprising. The ball with the beast podcast brought to you by our good friends, Wyatt insurance group,
1: Paulie, tell everybody what's going on at Wyatt this week.
3: Yeah, um, I, I know I've talked about it, but we're entering fourth quarter um, and, and our employee benefits teams. It, they're really busy right now. Uh, fourth quarter. Yeah. Hold it up, AP. I love it. Um, but, you know, this is the time of year when um, companies are, are, are looking at their employee benefits. And our team is just really savvy and great at, at figuring out what companies need, what their employees need and, and getting the um, the most out of their investment into their um employee benefits. So we'd love to talk to you. Shoot me an email at paul at wyattinsurance.com and I'll get you hooked up with our employee benefits team Or you can call me at 865-862-3997. And we'd love to help you and your company out.
0: A whoop, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com.
3: No purchase necessary. VGW
1: Group. Void or prohibited by loss. See terms and conditions. Eighteen plus. That's right. Free consultations, and then you get a uh, your membership to the Ford and Berry Family Pool you sign up today at Wyatt
3: Insurance Group.
1: Actually, Paul, you don't have that pool anymore, do you? No, we don't have
3: – my wife – we were in Florida last week. My wife tried to talk me into uh, putting a pickleball court in our backyard.
1: My wife brought up pickleball, too, like literally a day ago. I was like, what?
3: We're playing all the time. She, we, we did not no, – no confirmation, no pickleball courts coming in the backyard.
1: I think it's going to happen. It's definitely going to happen. Uh before we get to the picks, let's talk about Tennessee and South Carolina. This is a matchup. Uh, you know, both teams trying to avoid a second conference loss um, before the calendar turns to October uh, later this weekend. It, it's a big game for both sides. and
3: hey, what's the scoop on Milton? That's, that's the – real. I mean, that's – I gave my picks kind of thinking. I mean – you, you saw what the MRI picture? What was this, like TMZ Knoxville or something?
2: Why are you taking a guy through the front door, Paul? Put him hey, in the. front
3: door. He hey, hey, come on, come on. Hey, look, you guys have been around long enough. This, there's no one over there. Remember, like this is somebody's going to have their their phone out. You got to take them through the back door. You got to give them in a dark SUV, tinted windows. This is Knoxville, guys. You can't sit in LA where nobody cares who's in the hospital. This is. But no, I mean, like, if Joe's healthy, obviously that that gives a shot in the arm to, to Tennessee. But uh, I think I heard it on your podcast earlier this week about Joe's efficiency before um, the tweak and after the tweak, uh, and there's a there's a difference. And so, where where is he mentally? How confident is he? Um, that, that that's a big deal in my mind, and and more so than you're gonna have to. I mean, we saw Dylan Sampson have a great week last week, but. The ground game, Tennessee is going to have to lean on it and not go away from it and trust it. They're going to have to trust that that trio of running backs to carry the day, at least in my opinion. I, I think they're that good. that They are the best part of your offense. They're explosive. With some questions about Joe Milton's health health and, frankly, just a lack of explosiveness in the passing game. Um, you didn't see it in Florida, like you're, except out of that first drive, I guess you saw it. Um, but then we didn't see it for another you know 45 minutes. I think you're gonna have to lean on the ground game and I think South Carolina you can you can you can establish the run. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, I mean is this just a pride game or what, what a pick
1: look at the pick on I mean, It was just amazing.
3: <laughs> but I, on defense is this not a pride game? I mean better you be had, uh, who was it Kamal Haddon last year chirping yeah. while they were down? three or four scores or whatever Look got him look at him look at him he's pointing there <laughs> talking not <flat> on you <laughs> perfect timing but you know this is a to me like yes yeah, Spencer Rattler is a good quarterback but Spencer Rattler can also get rattled and become a not so good quarterback so can you get after the passer here can some of those young pass rushers step up Um, and and, and force him into mistakes. You know, we we saw the first two drives of the Georgia game. I thought Spencer Rattler, first three drives maybe, looked really composed. And then, man, the atmosphere got to him. They they started pressuring him. He he started seeing some ghosts. And he just was, you know, he he was not as good the rest of the game. So can Tennessee kind of create their own version of that pressure and and the atmosphere against him?
1: All right, let's get to the picks. This is going to be a – Interesting week because it's all conference matchups at this week, and we're all tied at 41 and 7.
3: Can't believe and I picked Brent, after Minnesota. Brent took
1: Alabama.
2: But I would have I would have a comfortable, I'd have a two-game lead if Justin <laughs> Wilcox could kick a field goal.
1: <laughs> Shut up. That <laughs> was like
3: three weeks ago.
2: <laughs> hey, they all count. They all count, AP. Don't forget them. Whoa,
3: chalk here, huh? Oh no, AM, Arkansas. You got A you and oh, right? both picked Arkansas.
2: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just not a believer in where A and M is offensively. I, I know that I know that Max Johnson came in and did some good things, but I, I just I don't know where A and M is offensively in terms of being able to score. And um, Arkansas's played A and M close through the years. I, I backs to the wall with Arkansas on this one. I I just my gut says Arkansas in a noon game. But
0: Brad,
3: Brad's taught his son how to manage games just like he did. You got to rely on great defenses, just like he did. That's that's what I'm counting on here.
1: I, well, for me, I, I just think I mean it's, it's kind of like uh, Rod Del Monaco. You know, every so every handful of years, he'd make it to Omaha. Every handful of kind of up, uh, you know, toss-up games. Sam beer, uh, Sam Pittman's going to be talking about getting a cold beer after the game and the post-game press conference with the with the sideline reporter. I think that's this game. So you know, I mean, that's. I think Arkansas, I think they just kind of put it together and win in every phase special teams, um, defense, offense. I just, I like the Hogs this week. I, that's kind of why I went there. I'm more surprised that we all took Kentucky over four. That's yeah, a great.
2: Well, but here, I mean, here's the thing I, I think Kentucky is, I think Kentucky's defense is good. I, I don't, I don't think Florida's offense is very good. Um, they don't have the home crowd helping them. Uh, I'm just, I'm not sold on where Florida is offensively. And, and I, I don't think Kentucky is very good offensively either, but I think, I think Kentucky will be able to, to run the ball. And, and I mean, I, you know, I think it's probably first team to 20 wins, right? I mean, I think it's a low scoring affair. Um, I just don't know if, if Florida can make enough plays on Kentucky's defense to get there.
1: Man, Arkansas can just win
3: hubs and Paul would go from, First to worst in just a matter of weeks. Y'all, you guys are just so still infatuated with Sam Pittman. He, what was Sam was what a top ten all time fun assistant coach to come through here. He was here one what one year. He, he got was one year? for a year. He was, hey, he was. Hey, hey, who was here longer, him or CP? Do we have to go by months? Who was actually in Knoxville longer,
2: Cordero or, or Sam? It'd be Sam. It'd be Sam. Yeah, I mean, CP got here what in June. Left in December, is that, that right?
3: Was, yeah, but that was the same year. Didn't Sam, Sam was the same thing? Yeah, Sam no, he got here ball. in like March.
2: Yeah, he got here for spring ball. That's true. Okay, that's fair. And so no, so nobody's given Ole Miss a chance at home. No, not after last week.
1: I, I mean, I think it, it's something you have to bear watching.
2: But I, I you know, I, I would take LSU. Who had, by the way, who had Missouri and who had Missouri as the unbeaten team hosting LSU to kick off the month of October? Who had that on their bingo card? Because that's what's going to happen. Because they're going to beat Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's not very good. Um, I mean, what what do we think of Missouri? Who's going to be five and zero hosting LSU?
3: That they their best win is against Kansas State with a sixty one yard field goal. That they're just kind of a.
2: I mean, they'll you know
3: maybe they'll get to six and six. I mean, who else Who else are they going to beat on their schedule? After they beat Vanderbilt, might be, might be Tennessee. Never know. Hey, do y'all have to go to Columbia this year? Yeah, it's the worst. Oh, I freaking hate Columbia. It's miserable. It's, it's so it's, it's Is it still in November? Place. Yeah, it's in, it's in November this year. Oh, oh. Hey. Two so years ago, it was at
1: the end of September, 1st of October.
3: Man, I had so many people last week, or was it two weeks ago, and they were like, man, Gainesville, can't wait to go down there. I'm like, why? Wow, that place is horrible to watch a football game. Like, you know, there's some cool places. Athens is a cool place. I thought Auburn was a cool place. But, like, the worst – Gainesville, Lexington, and Columbia for SEC fans that want to go to away games. Just it's not even, don't even worth, not even worth it. Don't even look into it. Going up to Lexington when it's always cold and miserable. And I like going to. I like. I mean, it's one that game got
1: moved further up the schedule, so now it's kind of tail end of October. I I enjoy it's it's up and back. It's it's you know it's not that bad. The only thing I hate hearing is their PA guy.
3: Another first down, Kentucky. They still
1: have that uh
3: like cargo container for the on-field media. Do you ever have to go go in there AP and, and work in the yeah. cargo container? Yeah,
1: they have that. just like just like Vanderbilt has the math lab down there at the bottom <laughs> of that, underneath there. See, their
3: I don't room. mind Vanderbilt cuz at least you're in Nashville. You're going to get a, you're going to eat a you great can get meal. Get to
2: Lexington as fast as you can get to Nashville. i, know, I know. Oh, Paul, I hated, I hated Lexington. It was miserable. He gets any barbecue and like, Paul, you're just, I mean, you're just such a hater, man. I'm soft. soft
1: All right. Soft, now let's dude. see who Paul picks. Is he taking the balls or is he taking the Of course, he's, he's taking,
3: taking the, the balls. balls. Taking the balls, AP. There's a bigger homer,
1: Rob. I don't know, man. This
3: is such a pride game. God, just the way your season just got handed to you last year. I mean, I know Hype will try to downplay that earlier in the week, but a ball.
1: What's the what? score of this game? What's the score? A
3: score? Uh, Tennessee 30, South Carolina 21.
1: Thanks, Dooley.
3: Where's Rommel? Where's Rommel? Where's Ronald? Where's, Ronald? Where's, hey, coming. Where's <laughs> No, yeah. I'd say around 30 to, to 21. I don't know that – I just haven't seen the explosiveness from, from Tennessee against an opponent to, to, to really put more points on the board than that. But, man, I just don't know – I don't trust Spencer Rattler. I know he's had his moments, and last year he was just in Fuego against the Vols and carried that over to Clemson.
1: Fuego ever Uh, since.
3: Yeah. But okay. Look at George after the first couple drives. He was nothing special. He just, I mean, I don't know. I I just I don't trust him. That's my opinion. What do you think, Robert? What do y'all think? Do you guys trust Spencer Rattler? Would you trust him?
2: Uh, I think he's on a heater right now. I mean, and in, in Tennessee's not been very good on third down defensively, which is a bad combination.
1: And Leggett is a dude. dude.
2: I think Xavier Leggett is a legit dude too. That's fair. I mean, he is. His stat line follows very much the Cedric Tillman path for through, through his through three or four years of his career, he had four hundred and something total yards receiving at South Carolina. He's got over five hundred yards through four games this year. Like, it's – I mean, it's literally come out of nowhere much the same way Cedric Tillman did uh, as, you know, w- with a new offensive system to play under. So, he's been crazy good so far. Um, so, that I mean, you know, Rattler can be – you know, you get good Spencer, you get bad Spencer, I guess. But you, there's been more good Rattler than there has been bad Rattler since Tennessee came to town with those orange helmets last year. Well,
3: oh, I forgot about those. Good ball. Hey, they got the black helmets Saturday though, right? They got the black helmets in town. Blacking out, buddy. Dark, mode. dark, I like dark mode. mode. I'm a big dark mode guy. There was some office talk about some. Wh- what were the opinions of dark mode? Big dark mode guy. Once a year. Once a year. I'm not surprised, Paul. You were always kind of a, you know,
2: dark side versus light. You know, Star Wars kind of. Thing. He's, he's a shoe uniform swag kind of guy, Paul. Is.
3: Yeah. Not to the. No, I'm not an Oregon guy. But you got to have son You know, the ones he's early Not Penn State either. No, I'm definitely not Penn State or Bama. No, the one earlier in the year, not, you know, just it was fine. The smoky grays, the throwbacks, they're fine. But dark mode, it's pretty strong. Oh, Maggie got the dark mode picks for us. Let's go.
2: The question is: Do the orange helmets return at any point this year, or did they get rid of those things? Well, no, 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 no. they're still in play. They're still oh, over there now. Are they going to return? A or a dog somewhere out on the side of the road? That's where
3: they're
1: at. They are with the Dooley's dog and and the beer barrel and and Dooley's stool.
2: Here's, here's the funny thing. I know I I can give you the location of the beer in barrel, helmet, uh, of the dog, and of Dooley's orange pants. I know where all three are at right now. It's like a I, I, scavenger hunt.
3: I would do. I would pay good money for an autographed Dooley stool from the second half of that season to have in my sports memorabilia collection. Hey, even more even more rare is
1: the wheelchair they pushed him up the ramp at Mississippi State that year. That's way better. All right, we got to go. It's time to get out of here. That's uh, another wrap for the Ball with the Beef podcast, presented by our good friends at Wyatt Insurance Group. Be sure to like and subscribe. Get this video yeah. this video out to more ball fans and give Paul a call. At White Insurance Group. He's your guy. 865 862 3997. Get those Rob Lewis stories. You might even get a John Bryce story or two as well. That on the when you sign up with Paul at White Insurance Group. We'll see you next week, everybody.
3: See you guys.